0: A grand plan to reinvigorate North Waikato. Sleepyhead is packing up its entire operation in Auckland and taking it down State Highway 1 to set up shop in a little settlement called Ōkinewai. It's spending a billion
1: dollars building a Sleepyhead town, housing a new factory and the company's staff.
2: 1,100 homes, 3,000 people create up to 2,600 new jobs over the next 10
1: years.
0: A massive plan that has just jumped a major planning hurdle. District
1: planning commissioners have given the green light to rezone land at Ohinewai for industrial and residential development.
0: Kia ora, I'm Jessie Chang and today on The Detail. Sleepyheads Company Town is progressing through the permission stages. But is the 178 hectare development in the Waikato a good idea? Or is it a recipe for a future ghost town?
2: Fundamentally, it's about them making money. That's why they're doing it. They're not primarily there for the public good.
1: There's always need for better jobs and helping those North Waikato communities into jobs. I think all of that is really interesting, but I do still have lots of questions. I don't think there's anything quite like it being planned in the rest of the country at all.
0: Alan O'Dwyer is a reporter at the Waikato Times and has been covering the story since early 2019. Basically
1: what Sleepyhead want to do is come to a place where there's a handful of houses uh, there might be 240 people. There's not even a dairy. <laughs> and they are wanting to move their whole manufacturing base, set up a industrial community with uh, their business and potentially some other businesses. They've got an 100,000-square-metre headquarters main Sleepyhead factory which is going to be the big factory. That's going to be huge.
0: And that's not the only factory in the works.
1: There's a foam factory that's that's being under consideration from the government's uh, COVID-19 fast-track consenting law. That Mm. hasn't come out yet, but the earthworks have been allowed, so they're getting that ready, and construction could be started, I think they said, early 2022, although it might be a bit later than that. Then, of course, there are the houses. 1,100 homes that could house up to 3,000 new residents. So really it is it is looking at building a new town.
0: It's the brainchild of Craig and Graham Turner, who run bed manufacturer Sleepyhead. The New Zealand business sits under its parent company, The Comfort Group, and has been looking to expand out of Auckland. They've been in Auckland factories uh,
1: for 90 years there, so what was happening was that they're wanting to grow their business, but just the space, the public transport restrictions, that was all meaning that they were looking around for other sites. So I think they've been looking for a number of years now, but I know that it was 2018 that uh, they started talking to locals in Ohinewai. What was the response from the Ohinewai community? I mean, do they want this? It's, it's a really interesting one. Uh, I believe the opinion is is mixed there. There is a lot of positivity. I've heard from a lot of people that they think this is progress because or it used to be part of the Waikato Expressway. so it was there was a busy road. I don't think it was ever huge, but there was a butcher's, there's been a post office, there was a grocer's, uh, there's been a restaurant. And all of that has really closed down uh, and now mm. there, there's nothing really in the main street. There is a community hall which is what, and there is a school. But yeah, so I think a lot of people think that this is progress for their community. But I have spoken to others who are, maybe they're closer to the actual con- construction zone. Like I, I talked to an immediate neighbour very recently and for them, their, their life is definitely going to change. Mm. Some people move to Ohiniwai for the rural, the peace, the country living uh, and having a whole new community on your doorstep, that is a lot of change but there's definitely people out there who are embracing the change, they they think this could bring a lot of opportunities for the community and there's others who, who are wanting to see how it goes, maybe taking a step back and thinking, oh I wonder how this is going to play out. But how it's played out
0: so far hasn't been smooth sailing with...
1: Opposition from the Regional Council and NZTA. The Waikato Regional Council cited serious concerns about such a large residential
2: community being built in a rural area. You've got this private plan, James, from Sleavy wanting to kind of build on pristine farming land, which is just really creates a dog's dinner and a mockery of district planning.
1: We have seen opposition from Waikato Regional Council, uh, Waka Kotahi, New Zealand Transport Agency. There's been some concerns from Waikato Tainui's executive arm that the housing it's really around the housing that the opposition has has come from okay, uh, all of those agencies, from my understanding, they actually support the industry and the factory and think that will bring jobs, but it's the housing where because basically you're creating a whole new community as we are saying, and this is in a place where there's not the infrastructure already, so that's where the concern is coming from. Is there going to be sufficient infrastructure like wastewater plants? Um, Is there going to be
0: public transport? Now, the existing town of Huntley, with most of the necessary infrastructure already in place, is just down the road from Oheniwai. And that town could certainly do with a boost and some more jobs. So why not get the workers to live there? The regional
1: council chair, Russ Remington... He has come out quite publicly. He has said he does not support the housing development. He's said that he doesn't want to see housing that's ad hoc, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere, that it should be based in Huntley. He's gone so far as to say that this development could be the death of Huntley, which is a town 10 minutes down the road. That's a really controversial statement because people in Huntley, the Huntley locals that I've spoken to, are really for this development. Huntley has seen a lot of challenges over the years. It was an industry town as well. It had a lot of mining. A lot of the industry has moved away, and that's left a lot of people wanting jobs and and wanting revitalisation for their town. They're hearing um, Russ Remington say this and it's definitely rubbing some people up the wrong way. They have a huge community spirit and they want to see their town, you know, the, the local people in their town get into work. And from what the mayor, Waikato District Mayor Alan Sanson has said and what Craig Turner has said, they think that, there could be opportunities, like significant work opportunities, for, for Huntley people.
0: Why did Sleepyhead pick Y? Like, why didn't they just go straight to Huntley then?
1: Yeah, so from what Craig Turner has said, there's not enough space for a major housing development in Huntley. They've said they've looked at the land there and they don't think they can see being able to build the community that they want to the scale – because what Craig Turner has talked about a lot is wanting to have a community for his staff. He's he's talked about how one of the reasons they were moving from Auckland was they were finding it difficult to attract staff. And what they found was that um, staff weren't being able to get into the housing market in Auckland. So his vision, I think, was to build this you know, continue building the company, expanding the company and reinvigorating manufacturing, but also trying to supply affordable housing for staff. On the other hand, there, there are questions to be asked about how the housing is, is going to look because we know that it's going to be new housing Mm. We know that it's it's wanting to be quite high quality, but is it possible to actually keep that affordable? We've seen prices, just like anywhere else in the country, in this North Waikato region, which is getting more and more popular for its position, we have seen the house prices increase a lot. Uh, there was information that came out the other day saying that even houses in Huntley had increased in prices by something like 72% in in one year. So already those areas are getting more expensive and adding on top of that fact that this is new housing, it will be really interesting to see, and I think some questions still need to be answered, about how that could be possible. Craig Turner has said... Uh, he's talking to King Order about affordable housing and how to make that work, but in terms of the actual scheme, how the the work and the industry is going to work alongside the housing, there's a lot of details there that still need to come to light. And there's still resource consents, there's still
0: subdivision that needs to go through. So basically, still a lot of gaps over who will build the homes, the price range and what exactly they will look like. But those questions are one step closer to being answered after a major tick of approval for the plan. Last week, Waikato District Planning Commissioners released the details of why it gave the green light on rezoning the area for industrial and residential development. It's an extensive report that they've written, 105 pages all up, I think,
1: and it took months for them to come out with that decision. I mean, they looked at everything. They looked at transport, infrastructure, wastewater what the commissioners said in their rezoning report was that no housing development can go ahead until a new water plant is built in Huntley that can service this new town. They also looked at the environmental effects, the risks. So the land is flood prone from what i read of the report uh, the commissioners have acknowledged that some serious building and construction needs to go on they you know that you know they need to build up the land quite a bit and compact it so that it's strong and raise it so that it's not at flood risk uh, but they said in their report that that can be managed and they don't think it's a um a complete write off for this community They also looked at the economic opportunities in regards to this development. They estimated that it could be up to $200 per year to the Mm. local economy. So they thought that was so significant that these other concerns could be dealt with and should be dealt with. They also actually went a step further than... I expected and they criticised that opposition from Waka Kotahi NZTA and Waikato Regional Council for being two public organisations that quote took entrenched positions on the development under a doctrinaire approach and that these organisations should have taken a more constructive
0: approach to the development. They used the word disappointed as well didn't they?
1: They did. They did. Yeah. And when I talked to Russ Remington about that, he was really surprised. And he said he was actually staggered by the decision of the commissioners, though he needed to look. He was saying the council needs to look at the whole report in full.
0: The Waikato Regional Council may take the Sleepy Head Estate project through the courts. It's considering whether to appeal a decision by independent hearing commissioners who have approved the rezoning at Ohiniwai north of Huntley. Council Chairman Russ Rimmington told Mike Osking they'll have to wait and see what
1: happens next.
2: That will be the choice of the council. We'll look at the evidence of what the commissioners have found and see where it lies.
1: The Waikato Regional Council has until July 12 to act. I also talked to... Uh, Marai Tukere, it's Waikato Tainui, and she said the same thing. Uh, th- they had concerns around the, the housing, the wastewater especially, and the water environmental concerns, and they as well were having their advisors look at this report in detail and also making a decision about that, about whether they're going to appeal.
0: And what has um, Sleepyhead's reaction been? I I assume they would be quite pleased with themselves.
1: Yeah, uh, they've called this a major milestone for the project. They're over a significant hurdle. But there are, you know, there are several cards that still need to be played. I think they were potentially disappointed that there may still be appeals, Environment Court appeals. But from what Craig Turner said to me, that they kind of were waiting and holding out hope that things could go ahead.
0: But it's not just the regional council and NZTA who remain unconvinced.
2: I do worry about 50 years down the track, will Sleepyhead still be there? What will become of everything? Or will it become another ghost town? If so, how does it reinvent itself? Hmm. Um, couldn't we be more strategic about all of this is my key argument in the end.
0: You seem quite sceptical of company towns. I am. (laughs) Because, you
2: know, fundamentally it's about them making money. That's why they're doing it. They're not primarily there for the public good.
0: That's Bill Mackay, University of Auckland architecture and planning lecturer.
2: I think it was kind of an old-fashioned idea. Um, you know, the company town where the company sees itself as a bit of a benefactor, but actually, and you might get some good housing out of it, but you miss out on so much more in terms of what a town can really be.
0: What What do you mean you miss out?
2: So, for example, the family structure would be something like one person working Uh, For Sleepyhead, maybe, what's the other person doing? Where are they commuting to all the time? Where are the kids going to school? Uh, All of those sorts of things. Because it becomes a bit more, it becomes a bit like a dormitory suburb with a few shops. Mm. And then you're always living in the shadow of the factory kind of thing.
0: So do you feel like after reading or looking more into Sleepyhead's plan Mm. that... That is essentially what is happening here?
2: Uh, It certainly looks that way. It's a series of consents they need and we'll be getting more and more detail on it. But personally, I'm also worried about sustainability, carbon footprint, transport. You know, the car will be king there, even though there's a rail line nearby. I would rather see people say, Build the factory there by all means, but I would rather see people living in Huntley, say, improving the housing stock there, improving the diversity. A thriving town really needs diversity, diversity of people. For instance, the Sleepy Head proposal, you won't get grandparents living there, for instance. Mm. I very much doubt that. So diversity of population, but also we've seen many towns in New Zealand Um, Say, for example, the hydro towns, Mangakino, Twizel, Mm. that were established where basically everyone was working on building a hydro dam or something, all their eggs in in one basket. And Sleepyhead won't be around forever. We've seen all through the U.S., you know, we've seen industry go. There are a whole lot of company towns that were established basically around mineral extraction Mm. in the U.S., they're the ghost towns now. So Sleepyhead won't be there forever. Um, and then what happens to the community that's there?
0: One thing about company towns as well, I was just looking at company towns that, that failed an issue was when the employees had a disagreement with the employer mm. and over wages and things like that. And then so that construct completely failed as well.
2: Mm. And if there were if there were employment and a lot of that depends on employment law and unionisation. And I worked for several uh, university holidays at Foctu Freezing Works, which was uh, one of the two biggest freezing works in the country. It's completely gone now. There was a lot of strike action, you know, back in the day. This is the late seventies, early eighties, uh, and now the whole place is gone. And in so many places, we see communities having to and towns having to reinvent themselves. Mangakino, for instance, has turned its focus onto tourism. Uh, Same as Twizel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And pretty successfully. But could the sleepyhead settlement do that? I don't know.
0: And, and I guess the other thing is I mean, I, I love my colleagues at the detail, but I don't know if I would like to live right next to them and also work with them and th- see them all the time.
2: I think we found with lockdown as well, when you're living in the shadow of, um, of your work, uh, lockdown, we had no buffer. When we were all working from home, we had no buffer between work and family life. Mm. And I think if you're living in the shadow of the mill, like Tokoroa and um, Kawarao for instance, you know, it's... Uh, I, I too adore my colleagues (laughs) but I don't want to spend you know both day and night with them
1: when I talked to Craig Turner recently I I asked that question what what happens if the factory needs to shut down and he basically said failure is not an option for their company (laughs) So he Very really does believe, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think he is really driven by the sense of reinvigorating the manufacturing industry and being able to create affordable housing for staff. But yeah, I do remember in the hearings process uh, one of the local residents talking about what happens if it doesn't all go to plan and the factory doesn't work out and Will the housing community become, you know, a whole heap of ghost houses or, or slums or something like that? that, that, that kind of, those kind of concerns did sort of come up. So, yeah, I think it's a really interesting question and, again,
0: one that remains to be seen. And you've been covering this story for a while now and, and no doubt will continue to cover it. Do you think that this is a good idea?
1: I think this is a really ambitious idea with some real positive tones and some real positive ideals to it. There's always need for better jobs and helping those North Waikato communities into jobs, I think all of that is really interesting, but
0: I do still have lots of questions. (laughs) That's it for today. I'm Jesse Chang. The detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can get us downloaded free to your mobile phone every weekday on any podcast platform. And if you're using Apple, please leave us a rating so others can find us too. Alexia Russell produced today's episode, Blair Stagpool Engineered It. And thanks to Alan O'Dwyer and Bill Mackay. Matewa.